0: Many real estate agents across Australia confidently refer Property Insurance Plus to their clients as they recognise the price and benefit value of their policy combined with the client-focused service they deliver. They offer a comprehensive building and landlord insurance facility and have formed a powerhouse to present the very best in investment property insurance. Contact PIP today to find out more.
1: Hi, I'm Ashley Goodchild and welcome to the PM Collective Podcast, where I invite you to listen to opinions and stories that are relevant in the property management world. I hope you enjoy today's episode. today I'm joined by Kim Coffey, who is a good friend of mine. She works at Longreach Recruitment in Perth. And what I love about Kim is that she has worked in the real estate industry for several years. uh, So she has a good understanding of what employees want and what the employer wants. So thank you for joining me today. Morning. It's great to be here. (laughs) So lots of questions uh, today, which I think are really relevant for employees and employers. But I did do a poll on my Instagram last week where it came up with 70% of employers have used a recruiter to employ staff. So I thought that was quite a large chunk, but is that consistent with what you're seeing?
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think um, where you have your loyal clients that sort of obviously you've built that relationship with and they they use you over whenever sort of the need um, arises. Um, and then I guess with property management in particular, um, sometimes the timing is quite critical um, and they haven't been able to sort of find the appropriate candidate to fill that role um, and the speed to market coming to a recruiter that specialises
1: in that area is essential. Okay, excellent. Now, I don't personally use a recruiter a lot um, because I have quite long-term staff. Is there an average of how long property managers are staying in the industry for? You
0: know, I think the changes in the last, since probably 2012, when I first started specialising in real estate, um, I think the burnout rate was a lot quicker. Um, and I think with the changes to the industry, the systems and the technology, I think we're seeing a little bit more longevity in those property managers. And as long as their needs, their basic needs are met, um, there's not a lot of movement. What's a um, basic needs? You know, they've got the culture that suits, suits them. You know, whether that's, you know, they need some flexibility to pick their kids up from school. Um, you know, it's not always about the dollar figure. And a lot of the people that I meet aren't necessarily looking for an increase in their salary. They're looking looking for that culture fit. Them.
1: Yeah, and we talked about that in one of the other podcasts about um, staff burnout. I think I think Jamie actually said it was 1.6 years that the the turnover of property managers was, but I think it's getting a bit longer than that
0: now. I think we think we're seeing better longevity now. Um, you know, you know, I hate to say it, but when I was first recruiting in real estate, I felt like every property manager that I met um, needed some sort of Prozac or something, you know, they were just so strung out, you know, with the workloads that they had. And again, you know, we've got some great um, outsourcing services, we've got remote services, we've got cloud-based technology that's really sort of enabling those property managers to sort of get more work-life balance. Which is
1: good, but I sometimes think that people outsource so much... That yeah, you're a glorified admin worker. Yeah. you know as well. So, but I think that it does. I think if you can outsource the stuff that your staff don't like. So sometimes people don't like PCRs, oh. or sometimes people don't like final. Or actually, always people don't like oh. final one, <laughs> final one inspections. But sort of outsourcing those things that people don't like is is probably the way to go with it. Um. So the people, the employers that do use a recruiter, are they? time poor or do they just trust the recruitment process better because they don't want to use their own judgment or do they think they get better quality like what would be the reason that someone would choose to use a recruiter
0: it's a bit a little bit of a blend they know that this is what we do it's our network we sort of should be knowing who's who in the zoo out there um, and we should be able to sort of get some feedback to them on their performance in previous roles um, whereas they may not have that capacity to do that but also again it's time poor and these roles are critical. You've got somebody managing a portfolio. You can't have that seat empty for too long. And, you know, you know, putting the wrong person in that seat, how many managements do you need to lose before it becomes a bigger loss?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are people employing experience or newbies at the moment? What's the trend?
0: Uh, definitely experienced. Really? Uh, yeah, in recruitment. I mean, yeah. they're coming to us because they want experienced people to come into that environment Uh, They will, I guess there's some wriggle room, I I suspect, but the majority of the time they do want people to experience, but it's not necessarily experienced in the technology as it was previously where, you know, they needed to be able to use REST um, and it was a no-go if they couldn't use that um, system. Um, Now, with the changes, I think most of the cloud-based systems are quite user-friendly, so that's, you know not critical. Um, But certainly the property management experience and the depth of that experience is quite important depending on the role.
1: And then I guess you wouldn't naturally get newbies, like if you were wanting to get into the industry, you wouldn't naturally go to an employer, uh, sorry, a recruitment agency and say, hey, I want to get into property management. So you would tend to only get, I would say,
0: experienced people on your books. Usually. But again, I think, you know, a lot of the people that I meet, whilst they've got that experience, I'm also looking for those soft skills, you know, the people that are Worked in sort of the service industries before that, you know, property management, real estate, it's about relationships, so they need to have sort of that high end customer service skill. Um, so sort of for maybe my minimum requirement generally would be that they've got their registration, and it's an indicator to me that they've sort of they're ready to make a career in that area, um, and that way when those entry-level roles do come up, then, you know, potentially. But generally, they're experienced. Okay, excellent.
1: What is the most unusual or best perk you have seen be offered? <laughs> I, I said that. I said that appropriately because I originally asked him what's the most unusual or best perk you have been offered and um, we went on into a different tangent. So, yeah, so what have you seen employers
0: offer? Uh, actually, just recently um, I was speaking to a client who was offering their team an opportunity to win a trip to Hawaii, and it was KPI-based.
1: How many people Uh, was that
0: between? It was just, I think there was three in that team, and and there was, you know, obviously, um, due to circumstances, no one's really can uh, take that trip. But, um, yeah, so that was probably one of the the more unusual ones. I guess your BDM bonuses, they're all out there. There's nothing really unusual about those. Um, PMs used to get them, but now with the lean towards getting a BDM in the office, they go to the BDM. I think most candidates really appreciate their bonuses being in the form of training and industry recognition. You know, if you're talking about a career-focused property manager, then they want that recognition for the hard work they've put in and, you know, getting those training events that, you know, we've met at before and, you know, having that recognition in the industry is pretty important. So that would be one of the biggest bonuses that most people are looking for.
1: We all want to feel loved. We want to feel loved. (laughs) By our boss. (laughs) Um, Okay, what is the benefit to the employee to use a recruiter. Now, I actually asked someone this a long time ago and we had to go down the road of getting a re- recruiter because we just didn't have any luck privately um, looking for someone. And I said to the lady in the interview, can you give me some feedback as to why, like I've had this job offered on Seek for months and months, but I had no one interested and you have now come along you know, through a recruitment agency. Aren't you looking on Seek as well? And she said to me that she chose to go through a recruiter because she felt that it was more private, that she wasn't just sending out her resume to people and not knowing that, you know, they might talk to the next person and you can't do it privately, but a recruiter you can. Is that is that the
0: reason? That's one of the main reasons. And, you know, I think you're a good um, example of that, Ash. You, There's how many people do you know in the industry? If you had a CV fall on your desk, you'd be able to sort of make that connection back to somebody that they've worked with previously. And there is that risk of exposure. You sort of Maybe you've only got one foot out of the door. You're not sure um, whether, you know, you are leaving. And another thing I think um, is that property managers in particular are quite time poor. They don't have time to attend five, ten interviews to find the right fit for them. And coming to a recruiter, they can sort of get that inside, you know, what the vibe is in that office, what the culture is, what their salary is, what, you know, the, the tenure, the reason for the vacancy. And they can get that from the recruiter without actually having to go to five or six, interviews to find out
1: so they can say to you this is what I'm looking for go and shortlist me some jobs yeah. and then you can shortlist yeah. it and they're not yet yeah, doing yeah. five to six interviews and they're not um putting themselves out there in a very vulnerable industry yeah. absolutely yeah. Yeah.
0: and I think I um some of the sort of probably more experienced uh candidates that I have will come to me with a wish list um you know who they've seen in the market Um, They're not prepared to make that approach on their own behalf and sort of seek me out to sort of do that for them.
1: Do they sometimes have unreasonable things on their wish list or are they pretty good?
0: No, they're pretty good. And look, you know, again, like I said before, you know, salary is not the uh, be all and end all um, of what people are looking for. Um, And there's always a negotiable. Um, And I think the smaller the business is, the sort of more agility it has to sort of work with these candidates. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that comes to my next question, which is why are people leaving? Do they um is it lifestyle, money, proximity to work? Why what are you seeing? What they're looking
0: for or not feeling love. It's culture and why they're yeah. leaving is generally culture. Yeah. Um, you know, and some of them are unreasonable. Um and it's a conversation that I have with them, you know, because like their expectations are here and I need to sort of establish that actually that's that's not unreasonable, you know. Um, but yeah, usually it's culture. Um, you know, there's people that will come to me that are earning sixty five and want the same job, but want to earn seventy, um, but not prepared to take on any more workload. And yeah, so there's the variable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The um, what do people do these days? Do if they're unhappy? If you're a property manager and you're unhappy in your job, do people just like? give notice and then just go find another job and say see you later or do you find that like because I haven't been in this position for a while do people um try and talk to their boss and you know tell them they want something else different and then they're not getting it or do they just go you know what I didn't like that I'm not gonna let you know I didn't like I'm just gonna go like
0: what do people do it really depends on their motivations for moving and I think that's a really Great question because you need to establish anyone that you meet, you really need to understand their motivations for moving and whether they've had that conversation with their boss. Nine times out of ten, they would have already, you know, left the breadcrumb clues, you know, this is what I'm not happy about, this is why I'm unhappy, but nothing has changed and they're ready, that's sort of, they're ready to make that move. But, you know, you need to, they need to be having those conversations because the last thing you want is to get excited about a candidate making them an offer only for them to be counter offered at that, um, Resignation stage,
1: yeah, which I've heard of that happening to people as well. Yeah, Yeah. so
0: so it's really, it's really that's one of the most important questions you can find and make sure that that they are ready for that move.
1: That's it, yeah, Yeah. because I think there was one um, recently where um, the the property manager had given notice to the to the boss, and then the boss had um, then they had gone. So and then they had. Then the boss said, Well, if I knew you're leaving, I would have you know, I would have matched or I can give you what they're offering and then they stayed. It's like, Well, if you had that discussion in the first place mm. you could have actually probably worked out a plan. So
0: Absolutely, and I think what happens to um, unfortunately once you've resigned, there's always that bit uh, awkward. The loyalty okay, so yeah, it, it, it can sort of make
1: that relationship quite awkward. Yeah. yeah. And I think that whenever I have staff that come to me, um, you know, with a pay pay rise request or anything like that, we always sort of look at it and say, yep, that, that's fine. The request is actually fine. But what can we do to get you in that position, like with your job where a pay rise is warranted? So if I pay an average pay for an average size portfolio and you want more than the average pay, I will say to you, well, listen to earn more than the average pay for the average portfolio. You've got to do something extra so we can do this this or this or this so then we've had a plan where we have um put that in place for a staff member to take over some extra managements which she's comfortable she can do to justify her having that pay rise yeah, as absolutely. opposed to just giving a pay rise for the sake of doing it to hold on to staff yeah they, they can really get out of control yeah um, and then people talk and they compare and i mean it's it's yeah. really it's really hard the one dilemma i've always had in the past is do you pay for um do you pay for experience like so if you've been in the industry for two years or five years or ten years is there a pay or do you pay for loyalty to the business or do you, you know, there's so many different variances. Like I've always just gone on the fact that I pay for the experience you've
0: got. Mm. So, And, you know, again, do you pay for the experience or do you pay for the job that they're doing? mm. You know, someone who, you know, may only have two years' experience but is managing a far, you know, larger portfolio and, you know, that portfolio is obviously, you Mm. know, creating some great cash flow for the business what, what, what do you
1: do there? Yeah. They're managing maybe more than a senior PM. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I, I do. My final decision does come down to the um, the um, income for that portfolio. So I sort of have a, um, a, you know, formula that I work with. So as long as the pay is in line with my formula and percentage of that portfolio, then I'm normally comfortable. So I'm sort of somewhat paying based on... You Know, um, like for like just for example, I can't even remember what the exact statistic was, but if you your, your pay will be you know 20% of that portfolio yeah. or whatever Makes it is, sense. I can't remember, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it does, and, and it also takes the emotion out of pay rises and yeah. staff as well because it's all a formula
0: and it's and no I emotion it's in perspective for them as well as a business, you know, you can't be paying someone more than. The portfolio is making, it still has to show some profit for the business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, has there been any changes to recruitment in the last five years?
0: No, not not really. I mean, recruitment's recruitment, besides sort of maybe going from, you know, going to a cloud-based systems ourselves and being able to sort of work a little bit more remotely. Um, not really. I think the biggest changes for me in particular have just been keeping abreast of the changes with the industry that I recruit in, um, and they've been massive. So, and I guess that changes the candidate the candidate that people are looking for. You know, some people are still looking for a traditional PM um, and others, you know, need someone that's sort of, I guess, happier to sort of move with those changes in the industry. Um and there's so many variables, as you know. You know, some offices are task based, um, mm. or sort of more tiered, where they've got a senior, a PM, and an assistant, somebody doing outside work. Um, do so, you
1: see any um, any businesses perform better with pod based or um, portfolio based? Is there? Do you see a trend there?
0: Um, I think some sort of. I think dep- it depends on the size. Um, you know, if you're talking about your, small, your sort of your standard size real estate agency. Um, capability. Like 200 or under? Yeah, think, 200 yeah. or yeah. under. I think probably um, they work better with sort of the traditional Portfolio, model. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you can't have five people working and they're doing different tasks because the, there's no, you know, <laughs> there's there, no, tasks. no profit. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas with some of the bigger agencies, you know, the rent rolls that are around the 2,000, Yeah,
1: I was even going to say 1,000,
0: really. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, being able to offer those task based opportunities are. Um, uh, mm. There. Yeah. I think
1: task-based is good to a certain extent. Like I don't believe in, and I've tried it and it just hasn't worked for me and the clients, but I, I don't mind task-based with leasing, the leasing side of things. But when it comes to like one person who does maintenance, one who does owners, one who does tenants, mm. one who does inspections,
0: I think that gets hard. not like everyone. No. But, you know, I meet property managers that will say, I hate, I love. Yeah. You know, I love leasing. Okay, great. Let's focus on leasing yeah. for you. Um, And they don't want to do the, you know, the ingoing property condition reports or anything like that. Mm. They just love the leasing aspect of the role. Mm. You know, the leasing leasing role is a tough one because what do you do when you've got uh, low vacancy? Well, yeah. you you, You need a robust leasing officer that can sort of operate it and do these things as well.
1: Yeah, because we have been sitting at 35 properties being advertised for the last three years and we're today down to about 12. <laughs> and the yeah, girls right. are like, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, I've am i got some free time. It's like beautiful yeah. managing authorities now. You can yeah. do that. But you're right. The, if you don't have the leasing, you don't have the property condition reports as well. So even your yeah. property condition reports is down. Um, you don't have the final bond inspections as well, probably because there's not as many people changing. So there's actually a lot of um, jobs that uh, minimised
0: can become redundant yeah in certain periods of the cycle so,
1: yeah yeah, yeah. No, and I think we're all um suffering well, not suffering I don't want to say suffering but I think we're also sort of dealing with that at the moment with the low vacancy rates which is which is a good and bad at the same time I think good for staff members and somewhat bad for business owners because that's a good chunk of income that you don't have yes. coming through so are there any future changes we should be aware of with um re- with hiring staff
0: no um not really. No, I, I wouldn't imagine. I think um, the, the changes, the biggest changes have happened sort of in the last couple of years. Um, and no, you know, it's it's an exciting industry to be part of. I love real estate um, and the changes to the industry. I think, you know, you've got your, your young upcoming property managers that, you know, and you've still got your traditional, you know, 10 year plus experience property managers. There's, I don't see a great deal of change. Um, And there's a space for all of us. There is a space for everyone. (laughs) And that's the thing, I think, um, which is quite exciting. You know, you're meeting your candidates and having a good relationship with your clients and just knowing that, knowing how to match that, you know, that what they're looking for with, you know,
1: with your candidate pool. Yeah. So I think that is all my questions. I, um, I always love catching up with you. You are fun (laughs) professionally and personally. I appreciate you joining me today and giving us a really great insight into real estate recruitment. Um, is there a final tip that you can leave us with today for either employers or employees?
0: From employers, I would say build a really good relationship with your recruiter. Let them know the ins and outs because they are obviously trying to source the best fit for you. When the need arises, we're better off being on that front foot um, and understanding your business and what you're looking for to sort of grow. And a tip for employees: employees um, maybe to talk to your you boss. Know what? If, yeah, you talk to your boss and tenure. You know. staying somewhere for a year and and not being happy and not being able to work through that repetitively isn't going to put you in good stead for career development. You know, you need to sort of make some good decisions up up front and stick with it and get tenure. That is how I've seen some of these great property managers really get that career growth, the salary expectations being met um, and the recognition in the industry. OnTap Plumbing and Gas covers all Perth areas from Mandurah to Two Rocks and has a team of plumbing, drainage and hot water experts. They have an amazing reputation for their excellent service and quality workmanship on time, every time. And it is easy to see why they are a favourite to many Perth property managers. Whether you just need some friendly advice or an obligation-free quote, look no further than OnTap Plumbing and Gas.